Welcome to the Open Bedroom Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Kalo. Welcome to conversations about open relationships, online dating, conscious uncoupling, and creating the relationship that truly aligns for you. If you enjoy this podcast, I hope that you do a couple things for us. Would you subscribe? Would you write a review? Maybe share us with your friends. And if you extra, extra like us, there's a link in the show notes here for my Patreon that does help pay for the creation of this podcast. And lastly, follow us on The Open Bedroom. We are on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I have our one of our favorite guests, Cashel. This is her third podcast with us. You might remember her from BDSM 101 from a submissive. We also did a second podcast where it was something around healing trauma through kink. And that was an excellent episode as well. Today, we are not talking about BDSM or kink or anything in the sexual realm, although dating kind of is. Today's topic is all around dating and breaking the fucking rules. So if you remember growing up when your mama was like, don't date more than one boy because you're going to be a slut. You'll be deemed as a hussy for like all your friends in the whole school. That is like ridiculous old school thinking. And so I've got Cashel on today to talk to talk about relationship dynamics and dating dynamics and how they get to change and evolve as we change and evolve. Cashel, welcome back to the podcast for a Thank third you. time. Thank you. My listeners love you. And those that have never met you, maybe you're brand new to them. Would you do a quick intro and maybe through the lens of dating versus the BDSM, what brings you here? Who are you? Oh, gosh. Okay. I'm Cashel. Um, <sighs> I don't know how to say who I am. You always, I always get thrown off with this question. Sorry. Um, Tell us about I'm yourself. That's easier, owner. right? I <laughs> am in an open relationship. I um, am, am kind of an off-grid bus life homesteader. Uh, and I'm definitely a rule breaker in like all the ways. I actually find it very hard to abide by most rules. <laughs> Hence the living in a bus in the woods. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I always like to normalize our guests. Cashel is a mother. She yeah. is a partner. She owns an apothecary that's fucking amazing. I got a facial today, Cashel, with your products. I smell, I wish everybody could just smell me. I smell so good. And lately I've been looking in the mirror and I'm like, I am almost 40 and I look freaking awesome. Like, yeah, you no makeup. I just put a little lip gloss on and I have lash extensions and this that is That is it. some witchy ass skincare with Taylor. It really mm -hmm. is. So we'll make yeah. sure and put a link in the notes below if you are interested in checking out Cashel's stuff. But for now, we're just going to move into the dating conversation. So Cashel yeah. is a normal human. She's a business owner. She's a mother and she is in an open relationship. And so today we're going to talk about dating and breaking the rules. So yeah. talk to us a little bit about this energy of breaking the rules. And number one, the first thing I think of is like, what makes you think that you get to break the rules? Because I think for a lot of us, that permission to be something even a little different, is fucking scary. Yeah. I think of it like what makes you think that you can impose rules on my sovereignty? 
<laughs> that's how I feel that like I'm just a sovereign ass being and I make the rules like I'm a god I'm a creator and so is everyone else mm-hmm. and so we make if we create our own life we're making our own rules mm-hmm. and dating is not the exception to that <laughs> so when I first started dating a lot of people I was like I was like celibate for a while and did some shadow work stuff and then I started dating in all these different ways and connections and I found myself trying and needing to categorize what and label. I was needing to label what each one was. And and I couldn't. Like, I couldn't do it because they didn't fit the model. I had actually never been non-monogamous before. I had never dated before. I got into the relationship and, like, made that shit work. You know, mm-hmm. that conditioning. Yeah. And it's a failure if it doesn't. And that conditioning. Um, and so I first let all that go. And I go, these... I finally realized at like 30 something that they're not failures, um, they're growth and learning, they're mirrors. Mm-hmm. And that's really the ultimate goal for me is growth. And so no, no end of relationship was a failure, although I spent most of my life thinking that being, con- you know, of that conditioning. Um, so I first had to let go of uh, needing and expecting labels. And that took like probably a lot of trust in, in the pro just trusting the process, Mm -hmm. surrendering and go with the flow. This relationship may be a week or a day or a month and that's okay. I trust that we are going to get what we need out of it and we're going to know when to move on instead of like hang on until our hands are bloody, you know? (laughs) I just recorded a podcast yesterday or the day before. And I swear to God, we said the exact same thing that you just said. (laughs) (laughs) and her story is similar to yours um Mm -hmm. in the uh and I'm talking about Jojo who I'm not sure if we'll have her podcast before or after you but she's you know she was married to a man spent a decade with him about a decade they didn't end up having kids your story was fell in love with a man or married a man had had a bunch of kids and then (laughs) and then decided that you also like women. So would you talk to us a little bit about your story so that we can, again, kind of feel its relevancy in our own life, especially that kind of questioning bisexuality and allowance of even that, the fluidity of allowing an open relationship that is uh, breaking those those dating rules as well as those sexual rules? Yeah. Um, I think before I met my current friend partner, we're somewhere in the middle who I live with, my male friend, partner. Um, I think before I met him, I actually thought my next relationship would be with a female, even if it weren't sexual, that Mm -hmm. we would both be allowed to have sexual relationships with men outside of that if we wanted, but that I needed the intimacy of a female and I craved it. Um, And then I met my male partner and then about three, cut cut to now, like about three years later, I have a female partner. Um, who I'm actually not sexual with and I, and I receive that intimacy and that processing and that I I really feel so seen and understood and loved by her. And I enjoy cuddling and all the quality time with her. And, um, and then I have a a friend who I live with and also am sexual with who may or may not be my partner right now. So that's pretty rule breaking, (laughs) um, letting go of all the labels. Right. And, um, you know, you, this happens every time. You know, I had a point to touch on, and it's like gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think that's helpful. 
And I don't know if our listeners have ever heard the terminology, like something like a polycule where your people that you're dating also have people that they're dating that also have people that they're dating. And somehow you're all interrelated and it's kind of like kitchen table polyamory and everybody kind of knows who they are. And sometimes they share each other and sometimes they don't. I think this speaks again to like, everything is so fluid from the gender that we're attracted to, to how we date and what that looks like. And there's this overlaying layer of permission for all of it. Um, I, you helped me remember, um, last summer I studied, um, Satya truthfulness in my yoga practice and, I was in an open relationship with my male partner, like I said, for like three years before, uh, and, and I basically fucked other people every now and then, but never relationship with them. And I came to realize in my truthfulness practice last summer that I don't even want to have more than one male partner. Mm. Maybe I'm polyamorous, but not for mostly I'm monogamous, especially when it comes to males. Mm. And I was just playing the game so that I thought, so I would be really triggered when he would have another connection. And so I thought that it was helping me to go have another connection. Mm -hmm. And really, I was actually triggering the fuck out of myself. (laughs) (laughs) And I wasn't taking care of myself. And when I go, oh, I actually don't even really want relationships with other men. I didn't feel as triggered by him having relationships with other women. Mm. Like I wasn't honoring my truth. And that's actually what was triggering to me more so than him having connections. But I was playing along thinking I was doing what was, would keep me in the game or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I gave up, I broke all the rules and then, and then subconsciously created another set that (laughs) actually weren't helpful. (laughs) Hey there. Did you know that I do online coaching? Yes, I do online coaching in the sex and relationship space. Some of the topics that are near and dear to my heart are open relationships. So that includes polyamory, swinging, or what we call the lifestyle. I also love conversations around online dating. We're talking Bumble, Tinder, Field, and more. And then the last thing that is really passionate and close to my heart is conscious uncoupling. That means we get to break up with people with love and respect, with dignity and hope. We get to create a life for our children that gets to be a little bit different. We can do things better than we have in the past. So if any of these topics sound interesting to you and you'd love to get some coaching from me, check out the link in the show notes or the link in my bio for more information on coaching with Jen. Yeah. And then, and then maybe some months later, I actually came into relationship with my female partner and I was like, oh, this feels good. This is, feels very intimate and seen and understood. And I don't necessarily need the sex part. Um, and you I went from very more. hypersexual to like, I actually don't need a lot of sex I know. So outside you, of my partner. Can you talk more about the relationship with the female and that it's not sexual and you call her your partner. Because I think some listeners might be like, this is very confusing. She's just a best friend. So what's yeah. the difference between like a best girlfriend, a girlfriend, and a girlfriend that is like an intimate partner, but there is no sex? I can imagine that those buckets for people are like, what does that even mean? Yeah. I think that can be different because sometimes, sometimes I think she and I wonder what makes this <laughs> 
not just a best friend. Um, I think it's the inclusivity. When we talk about living spaces, Mm -hmm. when we make decisions, I think it's the inclusivity of everyone's input, actually. Mm -hmm. I'm actually just realizing this when you ask this question. Mm. Um, If we were best friends, she would make decisions with her partner and not inform me, right? Mm -hmm. Or even care for my input, maybe necessarily. Um, If I'm moving... I'm concerned about where she fits into that still. And I am. And and we're all actually, we're all her. She has a husband and maybe a boyfriend or ex-boyfriend. And we are all moving and we are all coordinating what's best for the whole, mm-hmm. not just the individual one or two people. I actually think that's the biggest difference. Amazing. And I don't even think that there's a terminology for that yet. Like you read Poly Secure with Jessica Fern and she does a great job of bringing like new terminology in for us of what is being open in all the various ways. This is, feels new to me. I don't know. Um, but it feels good. Right. And just because you want to be something and there's not a term for it yet, doesn't mean that it's wrong or that it's bad or how many heterosexual marriages are sexless. Most, but and we still see those as very much yeah. relationships or marriages. I mean, I married people who don't even sleep in the same bedroom, and that's, that's okay. And, and that's we don't becoming... question whether that's a relationship or not, right? I it's, agree. And how many people have I or you or we had sex with that were absolutely not relationship mm-hmm. material? Like they're just so not exclusive of each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's shoving yourself into a traditional box because that's what society's told you that you have to do or your mama or whoever. Yeah. And then living a mostly sexless, really unhappy life. Um, yeah. yeah, this 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 sleeping in two bedrooms thing, I I was aware of it because I've known older people that have done it, right? Yeah. And usually it's something like someone snores or someone doesn't snore, or they sleep better alone or like and then when, as I ask more questions, usually it's like, I don't want them to touch me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, or they're a bit rapey or like, <laughs> and, and I'm like, interesting. So why are you staying with this person? I don't quite understand. Um, but I'm watching this trend even, and maybe this isn't bad in my mind. It still is classified as like, hmm, don't get that, but that's okay. That's just me. Um, and I'm noticing the trend younger and younger and younger, like in their thirties, they've only been married five years or to a decade. And they're already like, yeah, we sleep in different rooms. And again, maybe if that serves you, it's fine. But I think it's also something to question, like, am I really happy? Do yeah. I want to be with my person? Um, my, do I actually want to be with them? My touch needs would be so unmet. Me too. And so around this period of time at the beginning of this story when I said I was dating around I got invited to cuddle tribe so enter a new type of relationship what I had no idea I I could have my touch needs met without the expectation of sex Mm -hmm. and so I'm not willing and my creativity opened up I started I started making three thousand dollars a month working two days a week because my touch needs were met you're like just cuddle me and I'll be like freaking yeah, superstar. Yeah, I went to the first one and we touched feet. I also learned about consent at Cuddle Tribe. Very <laughs> consensual, yeah. <laughs> and purposely non-sexual. And that was the first time as a female I had ever experienced um, that those that, oh my gosh. Um, that I could have my touch needs met without the expectation of sexuality. That sounds amazing. 
Yeah. Um, I'm like, I need to start a cuddle tribe. This, this sounds great. I could host yeah. it in my living room, come over, like bring your sleeping bag that you could lay it on top of. It was incredibly healing. It was a monumental, like healing phase of my life, cuddle tribe, hmm. 100%. I love that. Yeah. All right. So let's tap in. What else is coming up for you? Because what I didn't tell everybody is this message oh. is channeled. Michelle reached out to me a week or two ago and she was like, there's a message that's coming through. It needs to be on the podcast. So here we are. So anything like that to we're, say, yes, that you um, opened this up with something about oh, being a mother. And I am a mother and my oldest daughter is about to be 13 and she's very much with the boyfriends. She has mm. the boyfriends. She's also living with her dad right now and really getting a lot of healing in that realm. So I'm like, have the boyfriends. He's setting the bar high, right? Um, I talked to her about this when she says like so-and-so dated so-and-so and they're in the grade and they've all dated each other, but cheated on whatnot and I just asked the questions like do you guys date other people do you is that allowed is mm -hmm. it cheating or did you know um, I'm trying to think of actual specific questions because I obviously frame them age appropriately right um, and I try to be very open with her about you know there are no rules until you make the rules and honesty for me is the only rule mm. so I say there are no rules honesty and trust are two rules that I won't bypass. And if those are established, then, then we can start making the agreements or the rules. Mm -hmm. And those can be renegotiated anytime someone needs. You just come and you say, I have a different need. I met a person, whatever. And so I try to be very open with her in discussions about um, it's okay to date multiple people actually as long as you're being honest it's okay if he does if you're okay with it as long as everyone's being honest um so yeah i enjoy i enjoy unconditioning her <laughs> to make their own rules so mm -hmm. interesting that as how old did you say she is 13 she's gonna be 13 she's but very at, social she was homeschooled 13. until 11 and she very much enjoys public school in her social life <laughs> it's amazing that even at 13 she's already conditioned oh yeah yeah so i'm assuming then that her friends aren't as fluid as i would assume teenagers are these days i don't know i'm with okay when you said seeing things younger and younger i'm actually seeing um kind of the awakening younger and younger mm -hmm. where like 20 year olds are making their own rules and relationshiping how they want and i'm like yes um so i don't know if she's just caught somewhere in the middle or if she's just young and experimenting and using the language everyone's using the language so and so cheated on me so and so you know what i'm saying yeah. it's very it's very teenage clicky public school <laughs> Um, and can you and, imagine and actually, that that's having... why I really take a lot of efforts in having these conversations with her because now she's in the lion's den, in yeah. my opinion. <laughs> um, and then I have another daughter who's like 11 and she's had the same boyfriend since she started public school like two years ago. And she's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He likes me. Yeah, we're good. Like <laughs> she, she doesn't talk about it or care much. And she's just solid. And it is what it is. And they like talk at school. And that's good. So I don't know. <laughs> and, you know, like none of this is new because the hippies were doing this. 
Like our hippie parents were dating around, sleeping around. They're like, love is love. The commune. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it's coming back around, which is kind of fun. Yeah. I took pride in demonstrating to them um, when I was in Cuddle Tribe, the guy who started that I would have over for platonic touch. So we might sit on the couch and hold hands or um, I I doubt we got too horizontally cuddly in front of them. And, um, and one of my kids' dad did not like that. He thought that was pretty slutty and like confusing and revolving door type of behavior. And I really thought it was so loving. I thought it was such a loving way to show them a non-sexual love, platonic love, touch needs without sex. I actually thought that was really important to show them something on the other end of the spectrum. So I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's beautiful. You know, it's funny because lately I feel like our, um, our friendship game is definitely leveled up since we've stepped into the swinger world and we have all these friends now and Scott, especially, and it's really cute. Cause he'll, he'll kind of like lure them over with soup and grilled cheese. Like that's his thing. And he'll be like, Oh my gosh, I just made chicken stock and I'm making homemade chicken noodle soup on Thursday. Like, would you like to come? I'll make you like a fancy grilled cheese and we can cuddle on the couch and watch a show. So he's got all these people watching all these different shows that he's picked out. It's really cute. And then they get hooked in it and then they come back for more grilled cheese in the next episode. (laughs) And, but he's figured it out. Like that's his cuddle time, cuddle tribe, right? He's like, come and let's, so it's really cute. Uh, The way I was trying to circle back to the kid thing is that kids lately have been like who are all these people like you have a social life now and we're like yeah we have all these friends and so they see them come in and they see us sit in the kitchen and talk to them and feed them grilled cheese and they might get a back rub and like Mm. then they leave i find it very endearing it's super healthy Mm -hmm. but i think again when you think about societal norms we've told everyone like if you're in partnership don't you dare touch another person or even talk to other people it's crazy. The purpose of like connections with other people besides just getting our connect- connection needs met, right, is to stimulate growth. Yeah. And if and when I limit myself to one person for 50 years, I feel like I'm stunting my potential. Seriously. Out of all the humans in the entire world, yeah. and you are only allowed to talk to one. Yeah. When one of the kids' dad found out about my relationship with the female, he called. She, I, she asked if she could put it on her Facebook, and I was like, "Yeah." Um, and he called the next day, like, "Is there something you need to tell me?" No. And I was like, uh, "No." Is there something you need to ask? <laughs> and um, well, are you still with so and so male partner? Yeah. yeah. Well, then, like, what is this? And I'm like. I would very much consider her a partner. His, I think his line is, are you going to be in touch with this person in, in touch connection with this person in front of the kids? And does that require some sort of different explanation? Okay. I think that's I where guess he's that at. feels logical. Yeah. And I was like, I'll let, you know, I'll keep you up to date. <laughs> like, Mom just kisses all her friends. <laughs> yeah. And this is a part of it's, it. It's, it's French. <laughs> I just pretend to be French. (laughs) That's so cute. Okay. So I'd love to wrap this podcast up with a question for you, because I'm sure if people are listening, 
And they're like, yeah, I've been way too like strict and constricting in the way I've been relationshiping or the way Mm -hmm. I've been looking at my connections or the way I've even been friendshiping. Um, What are some ways that you can suggest that people start to break the rules? I think this is going to be the same answer every time, no matter what podcast I'm on and it's communication. Mm. you have to you have to you have to ask the questions of yourself what is it that I even want what needs are not being met of mine and how could I get those met and then being really honest with whoever you're in relationship with about those needs and your desire to have those met with other people even if it's just friendship because like Mm -hmm. friendship isn't even allowed I think in monogamy like it's kind of frowned upon, right? I was going to say in the Baptist church. Like you're like, no, monogamy, <laughs> all of it. <laughs> I love the option of talking to people. I do not really prefer a lot of dicks at one time <laughs> and penises. I don't know. What kind of podcast is this? And you can be whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> and I like the option. And yeah. I'm probably never really that interested in acting on it. But yeah, communication, um, sovereign, sovereign communication. Mm-hmm. I like that. I, means- lots of I statements. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping, keeping the blame and the shame out of it. There's no fault and there's no blame. It's, it just, you, you know, I'm thinking like, how do we role play this? So there's a bit of a script. Uh, so mm-hmm. you're talking to your partner and you're like, Hey babe, I have noticed lately that I am really craving deep communication. And I've asked you, this is probably getting a little accusatory. You can help me reframe it. I've asked you for years to just sit and talk with me. And you've said, that's really not my thing. I'd much rather watch ESPN or like, can't you call a girlfriend? And I have realized how important deep connective communication Mm -hmm. is for me and that I'm going to need to, I'm going to need to find friends that can be that with me. So I've joined a club. <laughs> I've joined a cuddle puddle club and it's everyone wears their clothes and we just snuggle up with each other. And sometimes there's a movie and, uh, afterwards we have really, really deep communication and we can kind of pair off and I can make a best friend. And I just want to let you know, that's what I'm doing. Okay. How'd I do? <laughs> uh, that's not bad. And I, I'm not even in this relationship and I'm shocked that you've already joined the club. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe we should back before up. you join the club. Also, I think going into like what you, what you picked up on it, I've asked for this for years and you can't give it to me. We could probably just remove that whole part. Okay. I, cause then they're going to be like, you know, maybe, I, maybe, um, I, I you really me communi- all day. <laughs> <laughs> I have really deep communication needs. I would like to ask other people to help me meet those needs. Mm -hmm. How does this feel? Oh, that was easy. Yeah. Please talk to the partners before you actually join the Cuddle Puddle Club. (laughs) You've like already, you've already I was like, don't ask, don't tell. Just tell them (laughs) you're going to do it. (laughs) Yeah, you've already, you've already, because at that point, you've actually already probably broken agreements, right? Hmm. And that's okay if they say, I don't like it, and you say, I'm going to do it, then proceed to take care of yourself. But doing it before even um, 
the integrity of conversation, that's going to be a little stickier. I'm going to, okay. I'm going to assume that that's going to be broken agreements right off the bat. Okay. I don't want to break an agreement. Will you please one more time say the really easy statement that you just created? Oh, yeah. Um, I have communication needs that are not met. I would like to ask other people to help me meet those needs. How do you feel about that? What does that look like? How, how can that be safe for both of us? And when you say it in that way, I feel so grounded. Like as your receiving partner, I'm like, of course, yes. I want your needs to be met. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I feel great uh, about that. Go get your needs met. Yeah. And maybe they'll be like, thank God you don't want it from me. Like, <laughs> I've been trying to tell you for years. I do not want to communicate deeply with you. <laughs> this makes me so sad. <laughs> <laughs> so I love your coaching style and I love how easy you make things considering I like made that way too complicated. And you're like, Oh no, it's just three points <laughs> <laughs> for people that are listening. And they're like, I love Kishel's communication style. How can I get more coaching on this kind of thing? How can people connect with you? What is um, that like? I have, I guess I probably have a contact me on my lifecowellness.com webpage. Okay. I don't know if it's appropriate to like give my phone number out on a podcast. Probably not. You <laughs> okay, probably don't want to cool. do that. You probably want to have them go through a form. Um, okay, cool. Okay, perfect. What so, about email? If you just want stick with the website. I mean, the the form that you have on your website will be sent to your email anyway. Oh, so, yeah. 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 I like the layer. Mm -hmm. Um <clears throat> Cool. So let's do that. Then you guys can check out her amazing essential oils line. She's got skincare. I don't know if that's on your website since it's in like conjunction with Taylor. Us. It's um, Ray is Taylor skincare. We did co-create it and I just kind of manufacture it for her now. It's based okay. on her skin, witch skills and my witch plant medicine skills. Yeah. Um, and there's a link for it on the website. Yes. And then there's okay. also all my oils and then the contact form. Yeah. Yeah. There's some coaching and how to present your new, uh, breaking all the rules, dating vibes to your partner. Yeah. As always, yeah. thank you for joining us. It's always such a stimulating thank conversation. Thank you for having me. I feel like I grow every time too. I'm like, oh, I could say this in a much easier way. <laughs> and my heart grew three times that day. I know. <laughs> I like the Grinch. <laughs> All right. Love you, girl. Thanks so much for being on. Bye. Thank you. Bye.